Well, we have been involved in a, a, just a really beautiful experience. Many of you have commented, whether by email or in person, about this season of prayer and fasting and what it's meant for you. And we've had all kinds of different fasts. In fact, in our own family, we've done all kinds of different things. Kim and I had some things we, we did together. I had some things I did alone. And uh, together, it's just been a, a, a beautiful season of seeking God, getting to know God better, um, walking the path and talking to God in a, in a way that was just vivid and beautiful. This morning, we thought, what better way to bring the fast to a close and this season of prayer uh, to a continuation than to ask a number of people from our congregation to come and pray. And so we're going to be spending the morning praying. Uh, you don't have to close your eyes the whole time. Uh, if you want to look up, you can. If you want to look out the window and look at the beauty outside, 50 degrees in February, January thaw come a little late. Having said that, how beautiful that a January thaw would come at a time that we're having a, a January thaw of our hearts and our souls. We began all of this with a passage from Jeremiah, the one that you see every time you come in the doors. We read, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me with your whole heart, you will find me. You remember the passage well. It starts by saying, you will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. Have you found the Lord in a new and unique way in the past three weeks? He goes on to say, I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and I will bring you home again to your land. It has been God's desire to bring us home again to himself. So this morning, as we pray, we're going to follow the pattern that we have throughout our times of prayer that we've emailed to you, personal prayers, Southfield prayers, and world prayers. And for world prayers, Dave Morey and Jaron Wojewoda are going to be representing us in prayer before the Lord, and uh, they're going to come at this time. thought it was a good thing to start with the focus on the world first. Because to be perfectly honest, one of the sins of this church for many years was being too inward focused and not outward focused. We cared more about the fold, more about the sheep in the fold than we did about a lost and dying world who needed Jesus. And it's really been over the course of the past couple of decades that God has taken a heart that for a long time kept its eyes inward and said, we need to look out. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be a part of a church today that when a new person comes walking in, they're welcomed and greeted, brought in, loved, and ultimately are able to be shown who Jesus is. 
So we'll begin praying this morning for our world. I'm going to start. Father God in heaven, as we look at the world in which we live, it is easy from a human perspective to shake our heads in despair. There is just little hope in this world today. There is little to look at and say, that's exciting, that's great, or look at that. And every day as we turn on the news or we look at a device, it seems that the the message that is constantly reinforced in our minds and hearts is one of division, hatred, jealousy, frustration, anger, bitterness, constant problems. We can look at that world in despair and say, why even bother? But you placed us here, God, as the hope of the world. You placed us here as a light, not just to Shanahan, but to the nations. And so, God, when we look at people that are bound up in the captivity of of their sin, that's exactly the way we see them captives of sin, captives of Satan, captives of this dark and evil one, this serpent. And when we see them as captives, we can have compassion. We do not overlook sin. You do not overlook sin. And we are like you. But God, you want kids to come home And I pray, God of heaven, that you would give us a greater and greater heart of compassion. That when we see the evil in the world, we will see what's going on behind the evil. That very often, that truly evil person is a broken, hurting person as well. And they need you. Let us realize that our answer to the world's problems is not political, and it's not physical. Our answer to the world's problems is Jesus. That's what the church delivers. And so, it is not that we will completely ignore those other things, but God, we know they are just band-aids. They are band-aids on, a, on an arm that has been amputated. It may sop up a little bit of blood, but just a tiny bit. You, you, oh Lord Jesus, are the answer to the world's problems. It is probable that in your own life right now, you have someone who needs Jesus. Someone, if they died today, they would be lost and without hope. And what we'd like to do over the next minute is give you a moment to say those names out loud. God is listening. God is, God is very much with us this morning. He is listening. And so if you just say those names out loud, let them, let them go to the ear of God. It, it is possible as we shout out that, that one or the other will step on someone. That's just fine. God hears very, very well. He listens to millions and millions of prayers every second. So go ahead and, and say the names of those that you pray will come to know Jesus. And I will start with the name John. God, you are an intimate God. You know us 
so well. And Lord, I just cry out for the sinner. I cry out for the person who feels lost in this world, who's been pulled by just what the world tells them to be like, forgets their identity, doesn't know who they are. There are so many messages that we, that we get daily that tell us who we are, and they're not what you say. So Lord, I pray for the person who is struggling, who doesn't know where they belong, who doesn't see the light. Lord, I pray that they feel your presence, that they feel your arms, they feel your love. I pray, Lord, that you're like a burst of sunshine, and they can't deny it. I pray, Lord, that they feel your worth, they feel their worth. Lord, they are not too far from you. <laughs> you are just a hand away. And Lord, I pray that they know that. I pray that we can be a church that expresses that, that shows that, and that it's undeniable. I'm thankful for your faithfulness. Even when we sin, you are there. You don't turn away. It's we who turn away. You are faithful. You are gracious even when we spit in your face. And Lord, I pray for the sinner. I pray for the one that is doing that, that they would turn, they would see you, and they would fall before you, and that they would see how much you love them. I pray for the children and the people who are affected by the people who are doing wrong. I pray that every child feels your love when their mom and dad aren't doing what they should be doing when their aunts and uncles and their family aren't doing what they should be doing, that they know that there is a Heavenly Father who has designed them to be there, to stand strong, and to feel your presence and your love. There is no one that you don't know. And I pray that each child knows that. And Lord, I pray that they grow up and to become strong warriors strong fighters for you. I am overwhelmed by how much you love us. It humbles me. <laughs> and Lord, I just, um, I hope, I pray that we can see your blessings when everything else is going wrong. I pray that you would turn our eyes from all the wrong and help us to see where you're, that, where you're at. You are still giving so much even in the muck Sometimes we don't see it. We just see the muck. And so I pray that um, you would turn our eyes to the good, to the faithfulness that you're giving us. Amen. Our worship leaders are going to return, the plat turn, return to the platform, and we're going to partake in communion together. At the beginning of our 21 days, we asked you to take requests, things, areas that you were praying for a breakthrough or commitments you were making to God and place them on the walls with post-its. And today, as we move to communion, we're going to ask you to do, go to your post-it and take it with you. Take it with you. Put it, I hope you start in some way uh, to compose, whether it is a scrapbook or a box or something, some way of holding on to spiritual mementos along the way. And this is one. For many of us, this has been a, an incredible season, just an incredible season. And you'll come back and look at that paper from time to time and remember 
you'll remember um, exactly what God has done for you. I was moved the other night. I, I'm listening to a song. In fact, Kim caught me. I don't, I don't normally just like listen to music on my phone. A uh, song from my youth. <laughs> David Meese. Long, long time ago. Almost played it this morning, but Shelley would kill me for playing 80s music. <laughs> he talks about not wanting this feeling to just last an hour or to go away when daylight comes. I don't know about you, but that's the longing of my heart. God, don't let Monday come and we're just back to business as usual. So take that note with you. Remember where God has you right now. Let's go to communion. Our good, good Father, to you are, to you are, to you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. He is our Father, we are His family, family called Southfield. Our next group of prayers that are going to come are going to pray specifically for issues around our church and people around our church. So we're having Jared Brooks, Diane Jacobowski, Brian Papp, and Stephanie Coyne. Each of them have been asked to pray for specific areas, but have also given them uh, great latitude as uh, God's Spirit moves them to pray in the direction that they would and I thought that it would be good, since we are Southfield, since we are a family coming before God right now, if during the time of prayer that they lead, we would stand together, stand in the presence of our Father. And let me just say that if you're not able to, please feel free to sit. And if you're not able to pray, you know, Jared's got like a 35-minute prayer planned here, so if you can't make it for the whole time, uh, you can feel free to sit back down. But let's stand together. And Jared will begin uh, praying for our church family. If you'll pray with me, please. Lord Jesus in heaven, I just want to offer up the men of Southfield to you this morning. Lord, we are attacked on all sides, whether it be social or political. Lord, even a man's biology is attacked, and I, I never mm. thought I'd see that. Mm. And with waters these muddy, it's impossible sometimes to, to find the truth. And so this morning, I want to pray for the mind of the men in this church. Mm. God, your son came and lived perfectly obedient to your will. He did. Jesus was perfect in every way. Mm -hmm. 
And so let that be the truth that the men at Southfield stand on. Jesus, I want to pray for the spirit of the men at Southfield Church. You have gifted us all with gifts that only we're good at, things that we bring to a community. And so through our obedience, help us discover those gifts and in generosity, give back to our church and our community as an example of Jesus' love. God, I pray for the heart of the men at Southfield. God, every day, you show us exactly how we're supposed to live. And if the men would treat their wives and their families and their co-workers the way Jesus treats the church in love, in adoration, and with honor. And so today, Jesus, I pray the men in this church will love you with all of their heart, with all of their soul, and with all of their mind. And that our lives will be a living sacrifice to your glory. We love you so much. It's in your name. Father God, precious ones, in whom we call your name, Lord, from the beginning you created us, created us, Lord, before time. We as the body of Christ pray for those advancing in years those who are approaching retirement. Let us not forget them. Let us reach out with love and words of kindness and encouragement and prayer. We pray for the challenges that they face, financial decisions with a limited income. We pray for the healthcare decisions as they advance in years and are experiencing more health concerns. We pray that we will treat them with dignity and respect. Remind us to acknowledge them as pillars of the church, for they have brought us to a place where we are today. 
with their service, their actions, support, and prayer. We pray that they will not be forgotten and pushed aside. We pray for the fear of health concerns. They walk slower. They talk slower. We pray that you give us patience to listen and to genuinely care for them. We pray, God, for the people who care for them, the caregivers within our church and the ones who live outside of the church, that they too will be heard by these folks who care for them and that they will be patient. Let us reach out to welcome them, to pray for them and encourage them to smile and show love, that just because they come into the church building and they sit and they are quiet, they may come slowly, they may come and sit alone, they may come in a wheelchair, they may not be able to walk around. Let us remember that and to approach them and let, they know, let, uh, let them know that they are valued. Let us hear them and hear the wisdom that you've given them for the years that they've been on this earth. We pray that the light in our eyes will bring joy to their hearts. Let us exhort them and respect that they are of value. Let them seek Jesus in your name through us, the people of South Point Church. In your heavenly name. Father in heaven, how beautifully and wonderfully have you made the women of Southfield. You have made them delicate. You have made them tender. You have made them loving and caring and strong. You've made them daughters. You've made them wives. You've made them mothers. God, your fingerprints are all over them. I pray that they would never forget that. That no matter how many people let them down, that no matter how many people try and tear them away from you, that your fingerprints are all over them and you will not let our women go. God, at Southfield, you have put women in such amazing places of influence. From the front door, to the welcome desk, to each and every student room, to Sunday nights and Wednesday nights and Friday mornings and Tuesday mornings and Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, leading <laughs> all over the place, God. You have, you have put our women in such a beautiful place to be influential for you. And in a world that glorifies the bachelor and desperate housewives, I pray that 
you would help our women to continue to stand strong together, not to tear each other down, not to fight with one another, not to be catty, but to love one another, to express that love, to use the eyes that you've given them for the hurting, the hands that you've given them to help care for so many of us, God. Help those hands to continue to be strong, those legs not to grow weak, those voices not to lose their love. And God, as so many of our own women look around and look for what your word says, a, a man to lead, and they look around and say, he's not there. Or he's gone. He left. I pray that you would be that steady reminder once again that your love never leaves them. That you are and you can be all that they need. God, I thank you for the women of Southfield. that you would deepen our communication with you in prayer. I ask that you would change our perspective. If we view it as an obligation or a chore, if it has been stale, I ask that you would help us to view it in a new and fresh way, that you would help us to pursue prayer wholeheartedly. You hear us and you desire for us to speak with you. Your word says to always be joyful, always be thankful. Never stop praying. And I ask that as we experience the good that we would turn to you and talk to you about it. As we experience the bad and the challenges in our lives, the conflict in our relationships, I pray that we would turn to you and talk to you about it. When we experience the joyful moments, that we would turn to you and offer thankfulness and gratitude. If we are at a loss for words in our prayers, help us to be still and to take comfort in knowing that the Holy Spirit prays for us. God, I ask that you would help us to remember that your word is alive and powerful. can use it, use your words as our prayers when ours seem so inadequate.
God, may we experience peace when we talk to you about our concerns, our worries, everything that's going on in our lives, when we talk to you about it, when we give you thanks for all that you have done in our lives, I pray that we would experience your peace. And I, I ask God that you would fill us with the desire to know you more, to love you more, to follow you more, and to pray for you more. In Jesus' name, amen. God, I'm grateful for our past and for the people who brought us here. People like Lorraine Ackley and her father, Lauren. People like Carl and Gloria Berglund. People like Eddie and Harriet Sandbloom. People like Bob and Carol Morris. People like Roger and Janet Swank. You've given us good, strong, beautiful, foundational people that have brought us to this place. And God, there is a church we pray that will exist here declaring the gospel strongly in 2030 and 2050 and 2090 and quite honestly until you're coming. And that future church is represented by part of our present church and some that isn't even here yet. Our students, our children, and our children to come. Father God, I pray that you would help our students and children in an age where wrong is declared right to know the truth and to stand for the truth, even though nobody else does. For years, we'd stand around a campfire and sing, though no one come with me, still I will follow. Well, God, that's not just a song. That's reality. We feel alone in this a lot of time. We feel alone in declaring the truth about everything from, from sexuality to morality to you name it but we are never alone. You are always with us. You promise to be with us to the very end of the age. And so God, help our students and our children and our children to come to know that they are never alone and to know that we constantly pray for them. I pray especially for the teams led by, by Jesse and Jaron and Brian, these people who have the opportunity to influence our children and our students on a regular basis. Help them, God, to lead our children and our students safely into your arms. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can have a seat. Our servers are going to receive the offering right now as they do. Why don't you fill us in? I know you've got some different things going on. In fact, for your sake, the fast ends at noon yeah. so that your Super Bowl party isn't like chewing on styrofoam or yeah. something. So anyway. Yeah, it's been a very challenging week. Uh, I was actually on vacation with my, uh, my in-laws in Colorado this, this week and not being able to eat um, carbs and things like that. It was very, very tough. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm glad. Uh, this afternoon, in honor of the big game, and by big game, I mean Illinois beating Iowa at noon. Uh, our <laughs> students are going to be meet, meeting from noon to two today uh, so that afterwards our kids can spend time with uh, with family, there is an option, though, if, uh, if you want your kid out of the house or they want to go watch Super Bowl with other students, you can head on over to Bob and Stephanie Coyne's house. Uh, they've graciously opened their home from 4 to 10 p.m. I don't know why, uh, but 
They've agreed to do it. So from 4 to 10, uh, that is, and you can come and go as you please. It's not a come and stay for the whole thing if you don't want to kind of thing. Uh, but that option's out there. And then Wednesday night is as planned. Wonderful. Ladies' retreat is just around the corner. And uh, the, the late registration has been extended by a couple of days. So make sure that you get those invitations out for that. It's going to be a great time of learning. As uh, we gather together, or they gather together, I'm a guy, sorry, <laughs> but they gather together to talk about peace, peace in a very restless world. So make sure you get those invites out to others. Our final group of prayers are going to come right now, and they're going to turn our focus toward personal prayers. Don Yost and Jesse Majerus, John Beaker, and finally Jason Aubrey are going to come and, and lead us in prayer right now. So again, as they pray, um, join your spirit with their spirit, and remember again that, that we're, we're talking to God. I hope you're getting that this morning, that this isn't just uh, words in, in, with closed eyes to preach a sermon, but we're actually having the opportunity to be in the presence of God together and pray together. So, Don, if you'd begin, please. Pray with you. Father, we, uh, we come before you now, and, and, and I get to lift up you marriage, uh, the marriages of, of Southfield. Lord, I, I think of, of those marriages that are already uh, taking place here. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would watch over uh, those marriages, build them up, help them to be the example to those young ones around them, uh, to their children, uh, to those who are even outside of here, that they can look at a marriage and say, that is a, that is a marriage that is different, different than, than the world. Uh, Lord, I think of of the young people uh, that are here and the young people that have, have moved on to college, uh, those who have, have left this state to, leave out, to live elsewhere. Lord, I, I think of them as they search out uh, for their spouse. Uh, Lord, I hope that they, uh, that they have seen good examples here so that as they go out and they look for that spouse, they look for that person that they want to be forever united with, Lord, I pray that, that they find them. I pray right now for those spouses out there, wherever they may be, that would be united with our children. I pray that you would keep them, help them to abide in you, Lord. Help them to search out your path. I pray that they would, they would walk the straight and narrow, Lord, that, that we would keep them safe, and not safe, not safe, but, but a dangerous safe, a, a dangerous life for you, that they would live out their, the gospel, that they would live out their testimony uh, in front of the world, and that that would be the thing that attracts our kids to them. So, Lord, I pray that uh, as, as, they, as they think about marriage, as they plan marriages, Lord, I, I pray that they, they constantly keep you as, as, as their focal point. As, as those two, a man and a woman, as, as they, they look to you as their rock, uh, Lord, that's, that's where a marriage stays strong. Lord, I, I, I think of something that, uh, that my uncle had told me, um, my wife and I, as we were uh, doing counseling, marriage counseling, Lord, I, I, he said that, that divorce is not a word you will ever speak. Forget that word. And Lord, I pray that as, as new marriages start, and even the marriages that are in this room, that, that divorce is not an option. That no matter the, the pr troubles will come, Lord, uh, tough times will come. 
but Lord, that that word is not even in their vocabulary. That they are united as one. In, in Matthew, it tells us that the man will leave his mother and father and he will cl cling to his wife and the two shall become one, Lord. I just pray that, that you help them all to see this. Help them to, to see the example and, uh, and to, to be able to live that out. God, today I'm praying for broken children. I'm praying, God, that you would move the hearts of this church to specifically reach children that are broken. I pray that you would just move our hearts, anyone who has any desire to reach out to broken children. I pray that you would just not let go of them. Stir their hearts, Lord, make them act. This world is broken. These children are longing to know you and to know a family that is safe. Lord, I pray for children that are already in our church whose homes don't look like what you desire. I pray for children that don't know the safety of a mom's arms, that don't know the love of a father. I pray that you would equip those parents to love their children well so that their children have no doubt of who you are. I pray that if we can see a way to help that you would show us. Open our eyes, Lord, to see the brokenness, break our hearts, and move us to act. Lord, you don't want us to just wait. You want us to act now. These children are precious. This time is precious. We have to reach them for you, and you have to use us, Lord. Don't let us be complacent. Lord, I pray that the ministries we already have, you would equip us Send us new people with new ideas and fresh ways that can reach children who are lost. Don't ever let a child walk into our building and not feel welcome. Let us just reach every single kid. I want to be the place that kids can't wait to get. I never want to hear that a kid doesn't want to come to Southfield. Lord, and that takes all of us, not just ministry leaders, not just teachers, everyone in this building. And everyone in this building does a great job of loving broken kids. I pray that you would continue to move us, make us compassionate so that when we see a kid, we take the moment to love on them. Lord, show us specifically how you want us to move to reach these lost kids, to reach these lost families, to heal our world through our children. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can rely on it. We thank you that we know it's true. We're grateful to have it. We know that there's an enemy of our soul that, uh, that hates your word and hates us. But Jesus, you didn't leave us alone in the world. You prayed for us. You prayed to your father. You said, my prayer is not that you would take them out of the world, but that you would protect them from the evil one us from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. And you went on to say, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Your word says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. And this is love for God, 
to keep his commandments. And to keep them, we have to know them. His commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And we know that. Because you tell us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And God, I pray that Southfield is a church that people can come and see the light and be drawn to it. Amen. Amen. I got a little quote from a book here. <clears throat> it doesn't matter what you do. God wants to help you do it. He wants to favor your business plan your political campaign, your manuscript, your lesson plan, your legal brief, your film, your sales pitch. But you've got to position yourself for that favor by acting in obedience. And if God knows he'll get the glory, he will bless you beyond your ability, beyond your resources, and beyond your fears. Sometimes, Lord, in our fears, Satan loves to kick us in the head. And he just says, shut down and don't believe anything God says. And we refuse to believe that because, God, you've, been call, you've called us to pray courageous, bold prayers before you. But before that happens, we need to be in obedience to you, Lord. And if we think that we are going to reach out and do amazing things for you, we need to be in your word, and we need to be obedient to your word. Lord, I pray for the strength of Southfield Church. I pray that we will pray bold prayers, courageous prayers before you. Lord, you are the God of angels' armies multitudes of angels you can do whatever you want lord i pray that we will pray bold prayers i don't care if satan is going to kick us in the head you are the one who is in control you have defeated satan and we believe this lord i pray for the people of southfield that we will be obedient to your word and lord in obedience you give us favor Lord, we pray for that favor. Your favor is the X factor in our lives. I pray for bold prayers from Southfielders. I pray that we will go out and we will pray for the things that you call us to be. We, you called us to be multiple things. We're not all pastors. We're not all ministers. We are people of the world who love you. Lord, give us bold prayers. Let us reach out and go after the things that you want us to be. Lord, we love you. I pray that we are obedient to you. I pray that we will be in, our, in your word. Because that X factor, that favor that you have given us is what you want to give us. Lord, we thank you. 
We thank you for your love. We thank you for your favor. Lord, I pray for bold prayers. I pray for courageous prayers from Southfielders. Lord, we love you. We want to honor you with our lives, with our talents, with our time. And I pray that this will happen more and more and more. And I thank you for this time that we've spent in prayer and fasting for the past 21 days. Lord, put it in our our hearts to want to grow more, to know more, to be with you. Lord, we love you. We thank you in your name. Amen. 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 Our team is going to gather to lead us in one more song, and if you've been paying attention, you recognize a, a theme running throughout each, and that is to appeal to and celebrate the goodness of God. Our God has been so good to us. Seems like a million years ago now, back in the late 90s, there were a group of us that would gather in our old church building in the, in the sanctuary, and we would pray. We would pray for a day that was not like the day we were in. We were prayed for a day that people's hearts would long for God and long to reach lost people for God. And during that time, God gave us a specific passage of Scripture to pray, and we prayed it again and again and again. And I bring it to us again today, but from a standpoint not of longing for an answer, but of the great many ways that God has answered. So would you stand with me as we pray this over our church now and in the years to come? Oh, Lord, come back to us. And you have come back to us. How long will you delay? Your delay is over. You are here. Take pity on us, your servants. We still require that pity. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love. And again and again and again we taste and we do see that the Lord is good. So that we might sing with joy to the end of our lives. And we will sing and sing and sing. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. God, you have given us in proportion and beyond. And replace the evil years with good. Oh, God, always replace evil with your goodness. Let us, your servants, see your work again. I am grateful that we have been able to see that work, that you have let us cross over that Jordan, that you have let us see the other side. Thank you for that. Let our children see your glory. God, never let our kids miss that this is all about you. And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful.
I imagine in heaven that God's going to give us some things that we're going to be allowed to do for him to just let him know how much we love him. We're going to have eternity. There's going to be a lot of time. And I am hopeful that he will give us an opportunity to gather people who gathered under the name First Swedish Baptist Church and Bethel Baptist Church and Church of Rock Run and Southfield and the other seven names that we'll have before Jesus comes. And we'll be able to stand there in his presence and sing this song. All my life, God, you've been faithful, you've been good, and we're grateful for your goodness. At noon, the fast will end. And when it does, don't commit the sin of gluttony, okay? (laughs) Don't turn around. If yours was giving up Skittles, don't Skittle yourself to death, okay? Just moderation. Take that Skittle, that piece of popcorn, that glass of iced tea. Take a sip. Take a bite. Oh, believe me, I'm ready. It's on the stove already. Take it and savor it, and then remember, God is so good. Savor his goodness. Enjoy the day.